0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the first episode of The Pagan Potpourri. I'm your host, Ezra. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm a budding Greek polytheist who is striving to make the diverse voices of the pagan community be heard. So stay tuned and get cozy for the first episode, and I hope you enjoy. So go ahead and introduce yourself and your
1: pronouns for everyone. Hi, my name is Rowan, I'm 31, and I use either he, him or they, them. Awesome, well, thank you for joining me on this first
0: episode. I'm so glad to have you here with us. So what is your path and how long have you been practicing? I looked on your Instagram and it says that you describe yourself as a hedge writer, novice and eclectic witch. So tell us more about what those
1: mean. Okay, so um, I'm a pagan, but I actually started off as a witch first. Okay. I've only been practicing for the last six months or so, like right about the start of lockdown. Okay. And I was able to finally find some peace in the middle of uh, finishing my dissertation. Okay. um, Because I wasn't leaving the house. Um, But I started off reading anything that I could find, you know, so um, I first did some protection spells and so on and so forth mm-hmm. and for the north part so i i had seen the All father who is my my patron sure in the wild you know as he tends to do <laughs> right but um since i come from a catholic latino background i didn't know much about him other than you know marvel okay. um <laughs> Right, which is, like, very typical or, you know, very, like, common,
0: and I, I feel like sometimes, like, a lot of people will, like, look down on others, which is, like, such a shame because, you know, gods, I feel like, resonate through pop culture a lot of times, especially in, you know, this modern age. They have to, I think, rely on
1: pop culture references to draw in people Literally, I have found the novel by Neil Gaiman twice in the wild. Like, I was (laughs) was walking down the street and I found, like, that book, American Ross, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll read it. And then a friend of mine yeah like gave it to me and i didn't read it and then i found it like when i was doing research in barcelona so i'm like okay fine i'll read it you know yeah definitely (laughs) things really kicked up a notch when i moved to california from colorado after i i graduated and that's when i got officially recruited so to speak Ah. um but um i use the term eclectic because i don't work exclusively with the norse pantheon even though i'm anchored in that tradition okay and for the het, hedge part, um, so there's two parts to that answer. So, first, then um, due to need and COVID and all of that jazz, sure. um, I'm a solitary witch, and hedge witches historically were the cunning folk that lived in the outskirts of a village and they sort of um, became the informal healers of a larger community. And they worked closely with the spirits of the land so that they can be considered green witches since they worked heavily with airbal allies, and I, I really vibe with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and they, they were feared and respected because of their knowledge, and they lived apart from the village, but in close enough proximity to be found. And as for the second part, the riding the hedge or being a hedge rider, is a phrase that describes practices or methods that allow the witch to commune directly with the divine to travel to the other world or spirit realm or the collective unconscious if you want to use a Jungian term. So I'm a novice no, um, in the sense that I'm new to the practice mm-hmm. um, but it's what my patron has expressed is the best path for me. Okay. Um, an equivalent in the Norse tradition would be Seder work. Okay but um, that's oracular in nature, and I'm not there yet, so I don't claim to be a Vidki or Volva, maybe in the future, you know, (laughs) as I do more.
0: (laughs) That's so interesting that we talk about, you know, like you finding, um, you know, books out in the wild that was drawing you to things, because I have been involved with Norse paganism for almost nine years, and then have taken a completely 360 into finding myself diving pretty much headfirst into Greek polytheism, mm-hmm. and it's funny because two years ago I had a bit of a run-in with Hermes, Ooh. and that was just very random to me. And I, I guess I kind of equated it to being, you know, Loki and Hermes both have this very, you know, trickster energy. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of thought, okay, well, you're just kind of maybe like hanging around or just kind of saying, you know, what's up. And, you know, now it was just kind of like, I felt like Hermes basically like grabbed me by the ear and was like, hey, <laughs> okay, listen, I, I'm i here for a reason. Like it's time to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, then it was, I just randomly on like social media, on like TV and like books, it was like Greek gods, this Hermes, it was mostly Hermes, seeing Hermes things everywhere to the point where I was just like, okay, I get it yeah loud and clear yeah. um so then it was a matter of you know knowing for myself that i had been denying myself spiritually for a while now i will <laughs> admit that uh yes it's just funny how like deities or gods um will just kind of like nudge you in really interesting ways to just sort of go
1: okay come on let's go let's <laughs>
0: yeah they, they <laughs>
1: start to be subtle on? and then they're not subtle anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like okay, we're gonna be patient for only so long, and then mm-hmm. now we're gonna be not so patient.
1: Any yeah, longer. <laughs>
0: um, you know, it's been a crazy year with 2020, and I feel like in the pagan community, we really have to, you know, rely because of COVID and kind of being you know distance with you know technology and blogging. Uh, you know, social media to connect, but it really allows for this disconnect as well in the community. Um, And I feel like it's 50-50. So like, what are some of the biggest positives in this COVID era that you
1: found with using social media and paganism? So um, first of all, I I, I was used to this lifestyle because it's what I've been doing since I started grad school. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was like, uh, not seeing people and just, you know, shut in at home or the library. Mm-hmm. But um, and according to, I mean, what pertains to witchcraft and, you know, paganism, um, I just started this year. So I haven't had any um, experience in real life, gone to any blogs. And mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to having that face-to-face interaction once, you know, the storm passes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the positives, I think it's been a time to take a good, look, hard look at my priorities and you know making self-care and mental health related self-care the community the, the priority mm-hmm. and now since everything's online I just have to remind myself that you can log off you can go right. from the computer and everything's gonna be fine um so we I think that's that's most of it um, I was used to it and then everything got online I was like okay let's just make the move online <laughs>
0: Right. I, um, when I was younger, when I got my first start in paganism, uh, one of the things that I had found it was like extreme, you know, resourcefulness for me was being able to look online and see the experiences, you know, that other pagans and witches were having. Do you find um, that it can influence uh, your practice at all, like seeing other pagans or seeing what other witches are doing?
1: yeah i tend to um, be wary of that um i mean i i like seeing what other people post but at the same time since i'm so new i feel i i feel like an imposter sometimes
0: oh okay
1: <laughs> so it's like okay don't look at you know how pretty the altar is mm. it's okay to keep it to yourself if you so i'm a Scorpio moon so i'm very oh okay sometimes. <laughs> so i don't show my like working altar or my you know natal chart or that sort of thing yeah. Um, So I try to like um, not compare myself too much, um, but I do try to give some tips to others that are panicking because Mm -hmm. I think I have been protected and guided um, since the beginning. So I'm just trying to pay it forward in whatever manner I can. Right, that's a big
0: thing that I um, I like to stress on and talk about all the time, especially when we have you know new people in the community or even people that have been on this path for a long time. Is that you know with the dawn of like social media and like being able to share things through Instagram, Facebook, and blogging, is that um, sometimes we can find ourselves maybe even unknowingly in a weird competition with each other. Well, so and so has like a really pretty altar. So and so has this really awesome connection and. There was a, a blogger, and I wish I could remember their name, that made a point that says, sometimes we have to remember that we, who we focus on the internet, only has the, well, they have the ability to post whatever they want to online. Mm-hmm. And we have to rely on the fact that maybe they're telling the truth, maybe they're not. You know, yeah. so when we look at these pagan bloggers, um, so that's what I always try to keep in the back of my mind too, that someone who's posting all the time, they have this marvelous connection with Odin or, you know, whoever they have, a uh, their patron deity is yeah. or, you know, whatever. Like, are they always telling the truth? I don't know. I have to rely on they're telling the truth, but um, to not always, you know, compare our personal practice with them. Oh Yeah, definitely. Which can be hard to do, especially in, you know, this COVID era when we can't, you know, go out or we shouldn't be going out, you know, face to face with people and or doing, you know, big gatherings or things like that. Um, when we you know, find ourselves longing for that connection um, is to try not to get ourselves wrapped up
1: like that. Yeah. I think I, I learned that lesson as a parent because I had mm-hmm. <laughs> some colleagues that were, were parents themselves and I was always just struggling. So I was like, uh-huh. okay. You know, yeah. You don't show your struggle online.
0: <laughs> yeah, which can be hard to do because sometimes we just want to, like, I think, do the whole like scream, <laughs> just ah, I have all this stuff going on right now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, with that being said, like, what are some of the issues you know that you find facing in the heathen community that that you have found that have affected you and your practice? So
1: I, I acknowledge that I am privileged because I am trans masculine mm-hmm. and I'm white. So I haven't had any extreme experience with discrimination and the pagan scene yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that I don't fear for my life in some context, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I am able to hide. And I think that's some, something that other trans folks cannot do. And as a whole, with my online interactions, I, I thought of a, a, a good and a specific example of um, an interaction that took place a few days ago. So um, there was this person on a Discord server that I mean that was being really loud and insensitive and obnoxious. And they were glorifying this view that's very pervasive, you know, about the gods, about Odin, Thor, and Tyr especially mm-hmm. from the lens of toxic hypermasculinity. And just completely disregarding that these gods have any depth, that they're not, you know, just these one-sided gods of war with huge muscles and you know bloodlust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came down to Valhalla this and violence and war that, and that was very triggering for some of the survivors in that group. And so I think I've I've seen that attitude, and I just hate it when people talk over others and try to impose anything. Uh, so I've seen that happening in some spaces like Reddit or, you know. Um, and while some uh, pagans are some of the best people I know, mm-hmm. eventually get to meet those self-proclaimed proclaimed heathens that disregards mm-hmm. others in order to live out like un, unattainable and non-inclusive. And I also think I haven't received much hate yet (laughs) because i work with odin mostly and there's this unfounded and absurd belief that some gods are more worthy of love or praise and that to me is ridiculous and i wish that other people would realize that for example loki is the shit and they're really amazing (laughs) and loving and they deserve mad respect in my Mm -hmm. opinion
0: yeah (laughs) It's like how do I even begin to unpack like yeah. <laughs> the whole Loki thing and, and Odin and I know eventually at some point I'm gonna have to make like an entire episode where I may just have to drink beforehand yeah. <laughs> and it might be me drunk doing a podcast about Loki <laughs> at some point <laughs> because I always have like so much to say about that. And I just, I don't know where to begin. And yeah, there is this weird thing that happens in the heathen community, and it usually is cis straight white men Mm -hmm. who want to overbear and overshadow when it comes to Tyr and Thor and Odin and they are this they are typical weight lifting in your face yeah. macho super angry it's only this way that way my way or the highway to valhalla just overbearing sometimes a little scary Yeah, um, just this presence that makes you feel unwelcome sometimes. And honestly, I have seen it with, um, not always, but I have seen it in some women too, um, the same behavior around those gods. And it's just like, but gods are very multifaceted and mm-hmm. so are their followers. And you cannot shoehorn people into this box. You, you just, you cannot do that. Uh, it's impossible. And yeah. I think that if you do that, you are not only disrespecting yourself in a way, but you are disrespecting the gods and you're disrespecting the followers as well.
1: Yeah, it's just, I, I struggle a lot with that binary, you know, yeah. gen, uh, gender is like, well, you know, <laughs> it doesn't, historically, if you want to go like full reconstruction, you need to, mm. and the nuance, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and someone as myself who, you know, was non-binary, uh, it, it's just like that that stuff doesn't work for me. You know, I, for the long time, was recognizing myself as on the binary as a trans male. And then, you know, I had realized that, like, trying to fit into that... Um, ideals of you know being super macho and being super tough and being super strong and trying to surround myself with those people just i felt very out of place you know and then not to mention being a part of the heathen community for so long and being one of loki's boy oh boy oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was rough very 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 rough you know um yeah (laughs) I'm sorry, it shouldn't have to be this way. It, it should not have to be this way. And, you know, for for the people that are listening who are, you know, curious about Loki, who have, maybe are a little bit confused about Loki stuff, like, you know, this isn't to like try and scare you off that you should be involved with Loki. But I think what we're saying is that like, things will hopefully get better. Mm. Things sh- should get better. Um, that's my... <laughs> Gig, You know, no matter where I fall with polytheism, it's still like my mission to try and make things better. Um, And I know, Rowan, you're just starting out on your path uh, with Loki. So, you know, things for you will, uh, you know, hopefully get better. So, you know, just trying to keep forging
1: ahead. Yeah, no, I think that there, there's a, a huge uh, amount of work that needs to be uh, to mm-hmm. happen because of Snorri. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and decolonizing heathenry as a whole, but we're
0: hoping. You know, and I mean, keeping on that topic, you know, there's a huge influx in the heathen community, whether that is because of, you know, video games or television series. Um, but because of this, there has been a flooding of, I guess what I can call loosely influencers, um, or people trying to like, I guess, step up and take a leadership stance in the heathen community. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, it's really frustrating. I mean, I've, okay. I've seen it before. I've seen it in academia um, mm-hmm. I left for a reason, um, but I also seen it online. Um, sometimes whoever's the loudest gets the likes and the attention. Mm-hmm um and that said i mean experience has taught me over the years that things fall to pieces if you don't have a solid foundation right so this type of you know self aggrandizing behavior um works um in detriment of the broader community and it's not sustainable mm-hmm. so i think as long as there's genuine and kind people we can make our community a safe space for all and a place for learning and growing together right right like, an evil machine
0: yeah and you know I've always had the opinion that I feel like people mostly in the pagan community whether you've grown up in a pagan household or you have gone like myself I grew up um, doing Bible study and I did some youth church you know activities and I left those because I didn't want the leadership (laughs) i didn't want to have a pastor i didn't want to have anything like that um so when i see uh influencers or people trying to stand up and take a leadership role i kind of get those vibes a little bit um and i just kind of feel like well that's not what
1: i wanted (laughs) out of my paganism yeah it's it's tough but then you know it's up, up to us to sort of take on that role and try to pick up the pieces, um, try to make something new. Right. Yeah, it's it's hard. (laughs) It is hard, yeah, because I feel like
0: you kind of ride a little bit of a line between, you know, what is good for the community and what is bad, and I think that all depends on what people are doing with their platform. Yeah a little bit yeah. um, and I feel like when you get to a certain point of I guess I would say like a level of fame you know you got to be careful with that you know because I feel like for some people it gets to their head a little bit and then it's like well, what are you doing with this <laughs> you know it's all about your intention uh, I feel like at the heart and soul of what you're doing exactly like what what's the purpose of
1: this mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah because I feel like we are we have already a lot of books we have a lot of videos. We have a lot of people knowing what they're doing. So I don't I don't know if we need, <laughs> I don't know if we need uh need leaders, influencers, um, any more than I feel like we already have, I guess, in materials or the internet perhaps. Um, so yeah. Uh so what uh you know speaking, you know, I guess, you know, because we're all, you know, going back and having to deal with, you know, COVID. I personally I have always been a solitary pagan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've always enjoyed it a little bit because I feel like I can kind of make my own rules. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about like the bumbo jumbo a little bit of like, oh, did you bring the candles? Oh, did you bring that? I did you forget this? Um so is there any, you know tips safety practices you can pass along to any of our listeners any covid precautions or anything you want to pass along
1: Oof. so um, you probably know this one but it's actually good to leave the house if you go outdoors and you know use um, a park or a, a path a hiking path that's not crowded okay I would say it's, it's made a difference for me. It's good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. So instead of doom scrolling, no it's doom scrolling. To, <laughs> yes. you just take, uh, a short walk and, you know, feet, feel your feet grounded in mm-hmm. the earth. maybe leave an offering to the land spirits. I think that that makes a good, of good practice and uh, well with that said i mean we had a lot of problems in colorado at the start of lockdown because everyone just flooded to the parks and it was impossible to keep any distance or take precautions so um, avoid crowded spaces i would say and wear your mask you know wash your hands and use your common sense
0: right and avoid gatherings avoid large gatherings do i would say if you're going to do a anything like a pagan group or anything use zoom (laughs) yeah i've been invited to groups online where people have done i've seen like zoom group meditations Mm -hmm. um zoom covens uh if you can do it pagany I, I love the word pagany i don't know if i've made that up or i don't know where i've heard that from i'm gonna coin it pagany um <laughs> if you can do it pagany or witchy i'm pretty sure you can do it um over zoom because we want to try and keep everybody safe and healthy and most importantly alive alive so alive is most important <laughs> um so yes Is there anything else we want to uh, pass along to our listeners? um, Really quick, I just wanted to say um, for those listening who, again, have an interest in Loki, because I know, like I said, you were starting Mm -hmm. on your path. Is there any last little tidbits of advice that you wanted to pass along to
1: uh, listeners? for you being a newbie to loki Mm. so um, i would say that for me loki has been my most trusted guide and a huge inspiration and they really kicked my butt into starting so much uh, needed shadow work and they took you know that protector role when my patron was being a little bit pushy (laughs) about some things that i needed to get done and i think that with their help I, you know, I avoided disaster for the time being. (laughs) And I guess my advice would be don't fear the trickster because they're always there to help you, you know, shake up your foundations and ultimately let go of anything that's not serving your highest good. And, you know, there might be some chaos, but after everything settles, things are so much better. Be be respectful. (laughs)
0: That's the only thing. Be respectful. Yes, I always tell people that uh, however you see Loki, because Loki is in his own right an opportunist, Mm -hmm. he will more than likely show up however you have pictured him to be. So if you think that Loki is probably some crazy demon that's probably going (laughs) to wreck your shop, Loki will probably take an opportunity to be that. If you just view Loki as the trickster that he is, Loki will show up as a trickster that he is just as with any deity or starting out with any friendship as you meet with anybody just be respectful and kind
1: yeah like if you're offering you know if you invite someone over to your house clean exactly like clean your outer space like right not only physically but energetically too like like Mm light some incense or florida water what you want to do and uh, you know, we try to leave an offering. It's like offering a friend that comes over, like a drink or a snack. It's it's good. It's always appreciated. I think. Exactly. Yes.
0: Well, with that being said, Rowan, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this was amazing. For I think a first episode, I think we covered a lot. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. Uh, if you would mind, remind our listeners uh, where they can find you
1: online. Yeah. So thank you, Ezra, for the opportunity. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm at brookstrans. So that's like B-R-U-J-X, trans. (laughs) Um, And I'm putting together a blog right now. So stay on the lookout for that. Awesome. My Instagram. And I just wanted to say thank you again for inviting me. And it was an honor to be here. No problem. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in this week.
0: And do not forget to subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes. And don't forget to wash your hands, wear a mask, and may the gods keep you safe.
1: Yes, stay safe. We love
0: you.